promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you are angry with them, and hand them over to the enemy, and their captors deport them to a distant or nearby country. And when they come to their senses in the land where they were deported, and repent, and petition you in their captors' land, saying, We have sinned and done wrong, we have been wicked. And when they return to you with all their mind and all their heart in the land of their captivity where they were taken captive, And when they pray in the direction of their land that you gave their ancestors in the city you have chosen and toward the temple I have built for your name, may you hear their prayer and petitions in heaven, your dwelling place, and uphold their cause. May you forgive your people who sinned against you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is 2 Chronicles chapter 6, and this is I think we talked a little bit about this when we were going through First Kings because it, it parallels a lot with uh, Solomon's prayer there in First Kings and here in Second Chronicles when he's doing the dedication of the temple. Except here, remembering, this is a, a post-exilic uh, uh, writing. It, it, there's some that, that would say that it was written while... Uh, the the Israelites were in Babylon so that people would remember uh, what happened in Judah because uh, it only basically follows the the life of the Judean kings the Jewish kings uh, Israelite kings are, are the northern tribes are kind of you know second bit actors um, but here the there's this long prayer right that Solomon makes at, at the dedication of the temple and and he goes through a bunch of petitions from everything uh, dealing with uh, the fact that, that God can't be captured within a building, right? And we know this, that God can't be captured within some sort of structure that we make. We, we say that in the church all the time, that, that God isn't just present here on Sunday morning for one hour when we're in the sanctuary, right? That God is everywhere, always present with us. That he says he'll be with us always. And, and so we, we, we understand this, this, this prayer that, that, that Solomon is making that I think possibly would be different from other prayers of that day uh, in which other cultures would assume that their God's house was where their God dwelt. Whereas here... It's a different story. But then there's these other petitions. If a man sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath uh, before your altar in this temple, may you hear in heaven an act. May, may you judge your servants, condemning the wicked man, and, and all these things. Uh, using the temple as a place to, to make decisions on some things. Uh, if, if you don't send rain for a while, or if there's famine, would you, or pestilence, or all these things, and your people repent, uh, assuming that, that famine and pestilence and, and drought and, and plague and, and all those things where judgment sent by God and so that we have to repent 
and turn back to God or he's going to destroy us. That's, that's what you hear from a lot of preachers today uh, with COVID, for instance, right? And then there's the section right before this in verses 32 through 35 that I love because he says, even, if, even for the foreigner who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your great name and your strong hand and outstretched arm, when he comes and prays toward this temple, may you hear in heaven in your dwelling place. That, it, that Basically, he's praying about us, right? That, that we're coming to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, and we are praying to him, asking for his relief. And, and we are brought into the fold. And, and Solomon is praying that, that, that we, as, as foreigners, might be part. And then there's this section that we just read, that we're focusing on, talking about those who are in exile. And he, and he begins by saying, well, everybody sins. No one can sit here and say they don't. And then he talks about how they get handed over to their enemies and they get deported. And while they're in their captivity, as they, they repent and confess their sin uh, and, and return to the Lord, and, and they turn towards his dwelling place, there's a begging again. Notice that, that in all the petitions, there's always this begging here of, of Solomon that you would hear in your dwelling place, that you would hear us, O God. And here it's, may you forgive your people who sinned against you. Well, I picked this text in part because we're, we're working our way through, I'm working my way through anyways, through this portion of, of the Old Testament right now on my own. But also it fits within our petition for this week, right? Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. You know, begging for this petition to come to us in a way that we might be those who understand the need for repentance and may turn to God wherever we are and ask that he would forgive us, trusting, believing that he will hear us and that he will do what it is that he said he will do, which is forgive us our sin. And I think that's, that's one of the things that, that this, this bookend of this petition works well together. It first begins by saying, that when they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin. There's no one who does not turn themselves away from you. There's no one who, who does not uh, turn themselves towards another god, another idol, uh, some other thing. Because if you notice in this whole discussion about the exile, it, it's all about having to return back to, to God, turning our face back toward him, uh, uh, returning to you with all their mind and all their heart, a turning back. But then at the other end of the bookend is, may your people, may you forgive your people who sinned against you. That we begin with all of us sin, that, that we are all sinners, that we are all in need of forgiveness, and that we're asking God that he might forgive. And then we trust that that is going to be the case, that he will hear us and that he will forgive. And I think that's where we always have to begin with this petition. We always have to begin with the brokenness of each of us, the brokenness of our hearts, the, the fact that all of us are sinners and, and not using that, well, we're all sinners and, and we just make light of it, but realizing, no, yeah, we all sin. We all sin and we are in need of regular forgiveness. 
needing to receive and give it out because we live in a world in which forgiveness is not the norm. Mercy is not the norm. Justice might be, but it's usually vengeance, not justice. But mercy and forgiveness are not the normal thing. We might forgive somebody if they do something in order to show that they feel really, really bad. But what would happen if we forgave somebody just because? Not because they did anything to deserve our forgiveness, but because we're forgiving people because we have been forgiven much. I wonder if that would, uh, would change things for us. I don't know. My hopes and prayers are that it does, that this petition that comes to us and says, forgive us our trespasses or forgive us our sins as we, as we forgive those who sin against us, that it might continue to do this transformative thing in us, that we might understand forgiveness better, that we might be more open to offer it up after we've already realized the depth of the forgiveness that's been given to us. Let us pray. We pray to you, our Father in heaven, that you would not regard our sins nor deny our requests on account of them, for we are not worthy of anything that we ask and have not earned it. Grant us all through grace that we daily commit many sins and deserve chastisement alone. Help us also on our part to forgive and readily to do good to those who sin against us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow with Psalm 32. Have a great week. Thank you.